Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast this week. Jagger Mitchell, we finally made it happen. I mean, for a guy this big, What's going on, Juco? I mean, he's so popular. We finally got him in. It's about freaking time. I know people have been asking, where's the Jagger episode? Where's the Jagger episode? It's here, guys. There's no, you don't need to wait any longer. And let me just say, all jokes aside, it was a fantastic episode. Jagger and I, we had a great conversation. I'm not going to spoil it too much, but we got to see kind of underlying core values, the things that he values and that I value because we share a lot in common. Anyway, it was freaking awesome. Thank you guys for the love and support. I love you all, and we'll see ya. I think uh, I think we're perfect. I think we're rolling, dude. Yeah, let's roll. Jagger, thank you for coming, in. guys. Yeah, man. On this episode, I have the one and only Jagger Mitchell. Whoa, guys! Okay. Whoa. All right, guys. That was a little. That was a little unnecessary, dude. Are those your Are those your haters? Or no? I guess. I'm just kidding. No, I ah, get a soundboard and I get to do cool things. Bro. Oh, is this iCarly? This is iCarly. Kinda. Dude. Five, four, three. <laughs> I know. But we have the one and only. Sorry, I have to find out which buttons they are. Jagger Mitchell. <laughs> Did you feel like honored? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm pretty. Hyped. After the booze, that was that's pretty thrilling. <laughs> uh, you mean it? Yeah, kinda. Oh, uh, Jagger Mitchell, dude. I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Like, it's almost weird coming into a podcast with you because I have literally talked to you. Like since what day one? I mean, I was three years old in the laundry basket while you were two. Yeah, it's it's been a ride, and a long one. <laughs> the, the longest ride, honestly. Yeah, I'd probably say the longest slide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it's okay. Speech is hard. A lot of people struggle with it. Oh, believe it not, public speaking is probably my best subject. You think so? Well, it's not math. What about, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. shit. How many people until you get nervous in front of a crowd? Oh, that's a, that's a really good question. Because I've, see, what I've learned is it's if I'm prepared. If I'm prepared, I can talk. I haven't talked in front of 500 people, so yeah. I don't know what that's like. But I know what it's like talking in front of, I think the most I've done is probably... 50 to 85-ish. That's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. You're not used to having 50 to 100 people in a room. Yeah. Like, all eyes on you. And, but I've gotten way more comfortable, and I've also gotten way more, way better at bullshitting. Oh, yeah, dude. It's just a freestyle. You just get up there and let the brain go. The first few minutes, you're a little awkward. You got to, like, slide into it. But That's what the hand gestures are for. You just get them looking at something but you. But sometimes my hand gestures look like... A uh, just idiot because <laughs> I'm just like, and I'll do the same thing over and over. Yeah, and it looks like, like you're just trying to hand people stuff. But. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, is it a mime? And yeah. I'm like, no, because the mime's talking. Uh, maybe, how much have you just, talked in front of? Talking, not necessarily a ton, but like, I've been in the presence of a lot of people. I feel like, like, just throughout sports and whatnot, you just kind of get used to a lot of eyes because yeah. 
that's kind of what you get told is there's always a camera. And that's kind of how you have to act now, as it's weird true. as it sounds. There, there is always a camera. We didn't grow up with always Hell a camera, no. though, dude. No. We grew up with some things where I go, if you would have recorded some of my buddies and what they said. Famous. It, or canceled. Yeah, yeah they're, there's no they're, in between. They're hated. They're getting famous for the wrong reasons. That is true. Because <laughs> some of those days up back in the dirt hills of old Evanston were just the most wild. Yeah. No, it was. Think of. The wild, wild west was definitely. But you were always like a super nice kid. You were always like uh, the. You were the super. Um, uh. Like we were all like learning how to learning how to swear, learning to swear. So I was like, "Dude, you're such a shit." And it was like didn't make sense, but we thought, "Yeah, we're learning." Yeah, cuss words. And yeah. but you were like, "No, I can't. I'm I'm not saying those." And I was like, Damn, "Yeah, dude, look at Jagger." Shout out Mindy. Yeah, she would have beat Taught your ass, me right. dude. Honestly. Yeah. No, I was, I was, pretty disciplined. Day one, I didn't, I didn't like making my parents mad. That's that's a fact. <laughs> well, no one likes making their parents mad, but you also had. Uh, Mindy was strict. Yeah, but it was good strict. I think it was a controlled strict. Kept me. Probably got me where I needed to get. Honestly, yeah. Because without that, I don't think I'd have learned anything. You were a little bit of a wild child. Oh yeah, dude. Were they as strict with Griffin and Jesse? Um, it was just different, I guess. I'm so sorry for the cough. No, it's okay. It's that time of year. Yeah, dude, it sucks. I've been trying to beat it, but... Um, Get you some Starbies. Yeah. Usually dude, helps me. Dude, the warm on my... I know, good call. Is, well, okay. Uh, dude, That's pause. Pause. <laughs> pause. That was, that was a late pause. <laughs> uh, but what, you've done... Three years now of college baseball? Yeah. Yeah, I redshirted my first year at Arizona Christian, and then, grace of God, got blessed to go into JUCO and transferred with four years of eligibility, and I'm on to my second year of eligibility, so technically I'm a sophomore, which is weird to say. And with all the failed classes, you are a sophomore. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I am <laughs> one class from my associates right now. So hey, yo, dude. On, on track. Um, that's wild, dude. You're it gonna is be, wild. You're gonna be an educated man. Uh, Je- like did that. Jesse graduate college? Yep, Griffin and Jesse both have their undergrad, and which went a little smoother than mine. They they knew where they were going with it, dude. It's always a bumpy path. Well, that's the thing that's crazy about kind of just growing up is you feel like like a lot of people have it figured out, but then you sit down and talk oh, yeah. to them and you go, oh, they are just like me. They don't have a freaking clue. Bro, our parents don't have it figured out. Grandparents, yeah. it's their first time living too. Like it's, they don't, they don't know. It's They're true. just doing their best. Everyone just gives their yeah best guess and tries to figure it out. Yeah. And yeah, the thing that I hate—I shouldn't say hate—that I strongly dislike is when people try to talk to you though, and they're like, "Oh, I have it all figured out." Oh yeah, know it alls are definitely. Yeah, it's like, dude, no, you don't. Why? Why can't you just be honest like the rest of us and be like? No, because people go, oh, dude, you're doing so good. You got, you're got, you getting a major in finance. And I'm like, yeah, I might like it. Maybe. Yeah. I might hate it. I yeah. might hate this shit in two years. Yeah, you don't know. That's just your your best plan right now. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll start over. And that's It's but, all a start over. And that's the great thing about you, too, is like the ability to just go and be like, no, this wasn't it. Yeah. Start over. On to the next. It sucks, though. Put, oh, it, putting yeah. your blood, sweat, and tears yeah. in something and then being like, that didn't work. 
throw it into the yeah. thing? No, but it's not like a thing like it didn't work. Going through that got you and prepared you yeah. for what you're going to do. Right. And it, you learned valuable things along Absolutely. the way if you did it right. Oh, yeah. That was kind of how Arizona was for me, honestly. Might have stepped out of line a little too much and kind of went away from what I was trying to do. But I think if I wouldn't have had that year, you know, got redshirted, not been where I wanted to be, I don't think there was a shot athletics would have been yeah. prolonged in my career. And that's 100% what happened with me freshman year. And I luckily, like, I didn't. You just got to survive it, man. Yeah. That, that's how it is. Dude, I didn't fail any, like, classes, barely. Huge. I was hanging that's on. huge. I was hanging on by a thread, but hey, I C's. went. I went from that first year of, I mean, partying all the time, drinking, smoking, whatever it was, I was always in, and then um, finally you have that, like, kind of wake-up moment where you're just like, well, and some people can handle that. I couldn't. I couldn't do both. I'm not a, I wasn't a multitasker, so. No, you got to pick and choose those battles. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'm losing these battles. What am I going to do differently? And then. You just ease up. You figure it out a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Well, not figure it out. You kind of learn how to just, like, get yourself back on track mm. regardless, you know? Yeah, it's true. But so what do you want to do with your—do you know what degree you want to go? Well, do you want my my answer that makes people, like, want to hear or my answer? Your answer, dude. I'm going to play ball. That's— Hell yeah, dude. And that's a very, like— in your face thing to say and people hate it and bash it and but they don't wake up at five and go sweat and bleed in the weight room right they don't have five hour practice pop their eye vessels dude no yeah they're not they're not going for broke and i really think me going for broke puts me where i want to be because even if it doesn't work out okay whatever i go into i can do it all day long yeah every day of the week for as long as i need to because that's what it is it's a job it's true. We're just not getting paid yet. Do you see yourself down the line as a big family man? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like you, I just, you give off dad I was vibes, just, dude. I know. That's what everyone keeps saying, but, like, I'm 20. I, I know. It's just funny, though, because I can see you I'll having take it, though. 18 kids and uh, freaking uh, <laughs> coaching, I, I coaching, college, or coaching uh, my, baseball and being like. Well, if I got 18 little ones, just know the Little League teams yeah. will not lose. It's going to be the Metro team yeah. versus everyone else. It'd be horrifying. Uh, that's the all awesome team. Corn fed, short blonde. <laughs> Do you come from farmers? Well, yeah, Nebraska. Really? Yeah. I come from farmers too, dude. I Where? didn't realize it. Uh, South Dakota. Oh, okay. Well, what is that, dude? That was in, uh, okay. I don't what, know. South Dakota farmers aren't as good as Nebraska farmers? I don't think so. Dude, you better stop. Corn dude. Huskers? Dude. That's a, that's, that's a football team. <laughs> yeah, they suck, dude. Okay. Now we're, now we're hurting people. <laughs> they haven't always been the Corn Huskers. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. You know what they were first called? The Corn Losers? I don't oh, know. That's, no, they were actually really good way back when. They like, were really They were good. dominant. Them, I know. them in Iowa, you just get a farm boy out there. Yeah, Dude, what? those farm hands are different. <clears throat> they are, they are different. literally built different. insane. Yeah. And no, it's a lab build. It's not fair. But you don't see them any, like, as much anymore. Because no. back in the day, dude, you got those ranch hands, and you're like, holy crap, this guy can freaking. Yeah, they're handy, man. They yeah. are. They're crazy. I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily like a farm boy. Yeah. I've helped out on ranches. We were, all, we were suburbs. Yeah, we were suburbs yeah. of Wyoming, dude. Yeah, I guess I'm not I, ashamed to say it. I was in that that middle class in Evanston. Yeah, you know, dude, just hanging out. <laughs> it was funny, dude. We we had the cul-de-sac of all freaking. Yeah. No. Well, we weren't throwing hay bales. We were 
trying to dunk on each other or it's, see how far we can throw a football or play wiffle ball for eight hours a day. Yeah, it's true. We just put our time into different things because work wasn't really our family's, like, number one priority. Yeah. And, well, yeah, it was just, like, it's a different type of work, too. Because yeah. it's, like, I mean, they all— Well, no, we didn't have any that. land to run. Yeah. We got to be kids, but which it, is such a blessing. You really—dude, when I went out to South Dakota, because I just went for a family reunion, and because and it was— that's L. Jared just spilled yeah. coffee, dude. Oh my gosh, we're gonna say that out loud, are uh, we? Oh yeah, dude. We gotta we gotta highlight. I, I need to get my cameras back up and rolling. But. Yeah, you do. Well, not right now. Give me a couple weeks, then I can I'll be camera ready. You'll be camera ready, yeah. dude. You'll have a nice cheese smile. We'll get you in the salon. I'm just keep leaving them off for at least no shave November because I can't let people see this. Wow. Are you are you trying to say you need to join that beard club? I'm trying to, dude. Get one of those rollers, man. You think that stuff works? I don't know. I don't know. I don't it's know. Got beard. To. Uh, it's gotta work. Yeah, and you go buy rollers and then, like, beard oil, open up the pores. Not that I'm the guy to ask about growing a beard. Me neither. Jason dude. didn't really give me the facilities for that one. My dad can grow a great beard. Yeah, that just sucks, man. Clint yeah. throws on one, dude. I don't know, man. That's he, nuts. Yeah, and then I just am here in it. Big old beard, actually. Yeah. I can remember a lot of times where I was like, dude, he's a mountain man. Yeah. We'd go skiing or something. Or he's homeless. Oh, like, yeah. What? What's going on? Oh, when his hair got a little long, Is he everything started, okay, Clint? Looked like, <laughs> looked like a cup was shaking. Yeah, and he has straight hair, too, and mine's curly. Or mine's not curly, mine's wavy. That's insane. Yeah, I'm adopted. No, I'm just Milkman? <laughs> You're so damn tall. And I'm tall. Yeah, dude. Yeah, tall. that is a little funky. And I'm super good looking, so like that's too. Now we're lying. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's kind of funny you say that, though, because Griffin's definitely the outlier of my family. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got pure Jason. I got no other attributes. And then is, would you say Jesse's pure Mindy? Mm, Jesse's a pretty good mix, really? I would say. Griffin just isn't. He's an outlier. Yeah, yeah, he's taller than the rest. Personality of us. wise, I think um, I heard someone say that you like kind of shift towards one or the other. Would you say you're more Jason? For the listeners, they're not gonna. Well, actually, I bet listeners, some listeners will know. No, yeah, your if you parents, like, if you know my dad, he's a very, very like athletic person, and athletics are kind of what like he did early on before teaching and coaching and all that other stuff. And I really do think I kind of clung on to that a little bit. Yeah. Kind of that athletic side, I guess. I don't I don't really know how to explain it. Just kind of how he is But personality-wise, like. Oh, yeah, Jason. Really? Jason. Yeah, I think it's why my mom's like, yeah, we're keeping this one on Unleashed, mellow mode. Cause, yeah, dude. Yeah. Keeping this one corralled. It'll freaking. Well, she watched it once. She's like, I'm not watching it twice. <laughs> yeah. I, already, I already know what happens next. That's so funny. Um, I I struggle deciding which one I'm closer to because I think I have no, a lot. I don't of, know. That's hard. I have a lot of traits that are closer to my dad, but then I also have some that are way like. It's I think you're a pretty mom. good mix. Yeah, dude. Which I, is hard to like. I finally get in both. Yeah, and then leave their crap ones. Dude. Yeah, just don't take any of the bad ones. Yeah, See, I like my. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't. Sense. I didn't do that. I definitely. Took on the good and bad of Jason, <laughs> but I think the good outweighs the bad. So, yeah. and not bad. That's that's a bad way of explaining that. <laughs> no, no, we get what you're saying. But the temper a little bit and the yeah, the fuse and <laughs> would you say your fuse is short? I think I have a short fuse, but it's pretty strong. It takes a lot to get it to go, but if it goes, it's it's gone. It's, There's no see you later, dude. Yeah, 
That's fair. Kind of like, like a road rage. That's the best way to explain it. Do you get road rage? Sometimes. I got road rage yesterday. Pretty bad, driving? actually. Yeah, go-karts. Oh. <laughs> you ever been on a go-kart? And they all go the same speed, so it's kind of hard to race. Yeah, and it's kind of tough because like that's the whole thing. You want to like race, and everyone's just like pedaling to the metal, and it's very safe and regulated. I wish go-karts oh, was that's a lie. lie. That's a lie. I, I burned out in my go-kart. I got sideswiped, man. Trying to make a pass. <laughs> Stuck in the guard. Had to pull me out. It was embarrassing. <laughs> Jeez, dude. I was going for it, man. I cut a dude off in the corner, and he didn't like it. So he spun me out. <laughs> you get like go-kart beef, dude? Uh, yeah, I was really getting <gasps> riled up for no reason. Hey, dude, sometimes they bring it out of you. Oh, if I'd had a horn? Yeah. I'd have been laying on like, it. Mm-mm. No. No, just one pound. <laughs> He's just one of those guys that hits the bend and... Slams the brakes and I wreck into him and get real mad. <laughs> Did you yell at him? Absolutely. Did he say anything back? No. Uh, he probably didn't hear you. No, he heard me. No, I don't know, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, you think I he didn't. was scared of you? No. <laughs> probably not. I would have been, dude. Yeah. I would have been like, dude, what is this guy with burst blood vessels in his eyes? No, okay. Staring well, at me. Okay, you have to realize I forget that, like, I look. A little demonic. Yeah. It uh, would have been perfect for Halloween. Well, yeah, everyone, oh, colored contact? I was like, no, just blood in my eyes. That's so crazy, too. I have I have never seen that on anywhere. It is crazy. And that's why I was like, but, like, from this distance, I don't really notice it too much. You, you kind of get No, I, I just look a little cross-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> first, first glance, you go, what the fuck? Oh, no, yeah, I've gotten some, some looks these last couple weeks. You're like, is that girl checking me out? You're like, I have a girlfriend, and no, I just have burst blood vessel eyes. No, nah, it's more of like you go out to eat, and the dad goes, oh, my gosh, what the hell's wrong with that? <laughs> like kids stand right here. And they can't stop looking at you? No, man. I just look like a Halloween attraction. <laughs> Did you dress up for Halloween? Absolutely. What, what were you? Wait, let me guess. Mm. Oh, you won't guess. No shot. I want to Zero percent. Uh, Darth Vader. Well, that's just rude. <laughs> um, a sports player? was you were a sports player well he was um, he's something else now aaron jones no uh <laughs> the hell made you guess that because he was a sports player and then he was a killer wasn't he well that's not the road i was kind of scary though if you think yeah, about it. yeah. cte well, yeah. okay that could have been your path if you played football no i'm very grateful for baseball being what i pursued yeah dude because that's scary okay let me keep guessing um he was a sports player big name Big name. Coach Prime. Yep. Coach Prime, Prime dude. Time. Prime time. I wore a cream jumpsuit, sweatsuit with my chain, and then I had the matching Jordans to my sweatsuit. Some sunglasses? Yeah. I wore the shades, and then I had a cowboy hat, like his game day. hey And then I wore the headset, and this was probably the coolest part of my outfit is, I feel like many people don't really understand football, but... When you've played this many games of Madden, <laughs> you know routes. You pick up a thing or two. Yeah, the sluggos, the, you know. The fades, the goes. Yeah. You get me on there, I'm just going post corners every time. So what did you have as well? Oh, I had a playbook. Oh. And it was a very funny playbook. Because half my playbook was legitimate football plays. <laughs> I sat down for an hour so- and wrote out 10 offensive <laughs> run plays, 10 offensive short pass plays, <laughs> Medium pass plays, long pass plays, 
and then trick plays. They are fun to write up. I remember as a kid, I had a little notebook and I was like, I'm going to show. Oh, that's the, that's one of the best things about football is the scheme. Yeah. That's half of it. A lot of creativity. And, uh, See, if I were you, I would have kept just making jokes the whole night. I would have been like, Oh, dude, my mm, quotes doesn't check out. Let me make let me my quotes were funny, man. I was playing Pong and I, I went as a dog, as a Dalmatian. Wow, don't do that, wow. dude. Don't do that. Okay, I was Pinterest? last minute. Where'd you get that one? Um, I went, shoot, dude. And I had two friends growing as firefighters, wow. so I went as a Dalmatian. Wow, they really they dogged you. <laughs> I was, I was a dog. <laughs> But oh. I, I would hey, say everyone wants to pet the dog. I would, You're probably a big attraction. But the they didn't, dude. They what? didn't want to pet me. And I was oh. like, what are you guys doing? That's but then just, I'd like sink a rude. shot. I'd sink a shot in Pong and I'd go, oh. How'd that work out for you? Uh, got a few laughs. Got a few chuckles. Yeah. Was, few, it, was it more fun for you than everybody else? Yeah, 100%. Okay. And I loved it. Yeah. I was as like, long as you're having fun. This is awesome. <laughs> This is so cool. I'm so cool. I'm the life of the party. Hey, man. Sometimes it's what you got to feel. <laughs> Nah, prime time was a good one. I think that was my one of my most creative Halloween. Did you do multiple or was Get it up. just the one? No, dude, I was really set on prime time because okay. I was gonna be Zach Bryan and carry my guitar around, dive my mustache. See, that's like, a that's a hassle though, carrying your guitar around all night. Yeah, and I actually I have a nice guitar. Yeah, and I'm not trying to be around people that realize I don't have a nice guitar. Yeah, just one bump and that's five hundred dollars down the drain. Dude, guitars are expensive. Yeah, they're amazing, dude. Can Crazy. we talk about Zach Bryan? I'm in love. Oh. I got put on to him recently, too. Like, I would say for about four or five months ago. No, I really fell into Zach Bryan. I went on a big turkey hunt up in Hewlett, Wyoming, which is, if you know Zach Bryan, if you're up there, Zach Bryan is, it's like Mariah Carey on Christmas. It just works every time. And he, dude, I can't find a bad song from him. Well, I hate how everyone's like, his songs are all the same, but they're not. Yeah. You just don't like that music. And, dude, some of the verses in him, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. And his most recent album, the was it Smaller Act? Uh, yeah, the one after American Heartbreak. Yes, that album. Oh, my. I, every song I was like. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Take Me Down a Road that's a little bit windy. Yeah. The women still put I, sugar in their iced tea. I just want a belt. Yeah. It's just I'd get done with work, and whether I was driving the tractor back or work truck, it was Playing yeah. the closing time. Yeah, dude. Closing time goes hard. Dude. Oh, and you just belt it. And, dude, his pauses, he pauses in a lot of songs. I love his pause and then go right back in and they go harder. Oh, my God. Well, that's dude. a big thing because I was a little bit of a music nerd way back when and silence is loud. Yeah. And that's something I learned and that's why I think his music really, because he doesn't sing the whole time. There's mm-hmm. a lot of instruments just being played. Yeah. And it kind of puts you in your mind a little bit. And... How do you feel like you are with silence? Because sometimes I struggle. Like, if I'm having a conversation with someone, and I've been told this about my friends, like, if they need to get information out of me, they just fill the room with silence. And, and you just start talking. I just start talking. It's the worst trait, and I've been trying to fix it. But I don't think it's a bad trait. Well, yeah, but I think there is power in silence. There is power 100%. in just, like, letting things sit out there. Especially, like, even if you get into an argument. Makes people nervous, man. Yeah, and you just go, oh, why do you feel that way? And then you just. Well, then they got to respond. They got to think. Like, they can't just be a zombie and be there. Yeah. They have to be present. And it's not like emotion. It's like bringing the intelligent part of it into the conversation. And I struggle letting that happen. Are you good at it? 
kind of differentiating between just like the dumb combos and like getting kind of real. Yeah. Absolutely. That's good. Absolutely. I, I think it's kind of like a light switch thing. That's what I've always been told. It's kind of like step on the field, flip it. Yeah. And I think you can do that in conversation as well. It's it's just it's tough too though to distinguish what conversations are like oh or what are we doing here and then what conversations are yeah you know this is just two people kicking it I know? think that's the hard part is figuring out like oh this is real like I need to like lock it in ask good questions yeah use my brain I wanted to ask you because you are a very social person you're around a lot of people but. I don't know if you've experienced this, but what I've experienced is when you're trying to do something like when you say you want to go play a ball, you very quickly realize, okay, if I really want to do what I say, I have to surround myself around people who are like behind me and back me in this. And it can be a very lonely road too, because sometimes you don't find any at all. And that selection process of surrounding yourself with those type of people the ones who also are you know because you can every dream there's a hundred people saying that's never gonna work that's the dumbest idea no you you hear stories of that all the time you know there's a great baseball player they call him the polar bear he's a big old boy and he wrote a paper in class and of what you want to do when you grow up you know what's your dream job and he said i want to mash baseballs and he failed his paper, filled filled every criteria, you know, every nook and cranny of that rubric. Wrote a good paper, bomb. Yeah. Just because when you say something like that, it it makes people nervous, it makes people yeah. jealous and mad. And and I, I heard a quote once, and it was something along the lines of, "Don't be, don't be upset because, um, you gave up on your dreams, and I haven't given up on mine." Absolutely. And it's it's true. You can find that anywhere you look. Oh, yeah. I did, honestly, to answer kind of your question about, like, the surrounding yourself right. with like-minded people is I've honestly found from Arizona, that's what I tried to do. But I spent more time trying to find, okay, what group is going to get me there? Mm-hmm. What group's better than so-and-so's group? But me trying to find those people almost hurt me worse. I found out that isolation, it can either make you or break you. And honestly, when I'm isolated by myself and only on my schedule, I don't lose. Yeah. And it's a tough thing, though, because, I mean, the constant, the human need is you want to be liked. You want to be accepted by a group. And it's very easy to compromise that and be like, oh, like, they're inviting me to this thing. I have to go because if I don't go, they'll think, oh, I'm not cool. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't fit in. They're going to think this, that, and the other. But when you realize you're doing the greatest disservice to yourself, you kind of sit back and you go, oh, shit. No, it, it hurts you. And if you don't catch it early enough, it will hurt you. And it will deteriorate that dream. And then you got to live with that, you know. And you become like them. And no, no hate towards them, but you become very similar. No, but you don't want to be them. You don't. And you no have one. to do the things to separate yourself from them. And it's a very, it doesn't sound like a difficult thing, but it can happen so easy. Oh, yeah. No, it it's little decisions. The, hey, come play video games. Yeah. Now it's midnight. Now you're not waking up to your alarm. Mm-hmm. Now you're sleeping in. 
those little decisions really do differentiate between good and great. Yeah, and it's uh, and then you can also like you can compromise it, and you can make it valid in your head, and you can go, oh, just this one time. But that one time turns into ten times, which turns into twenty times, and you're way behind where you would have been if you just it's that little voice. Yeah, if if you give yourself leeway, you're gonna take it. Because you're your biggest hater and your biggest fan, mm-hmm. and it's who you let. You you don't want that fan, oh, it's okay. It's all right. You know, like, doesn't matter. No, it, it does. Yep. It's just how much doesn't matter. And then the also the fact of it, like, when you do these things and this happens, you realize, um, you realize that in the long run, you're real. Like when you look back in ten years, that's when you're going to be the most sad about it. Because in the moment, you're like, "Oh, it's fun. I'm having fun. This is great. This is awesome." And then you kind of take that reflecting point. Because I can do it with my first year. I go, "Oh, I wanted to have fun." Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, dude. That first year, it was it was a bunch of in the moment fun. Yeah, it's mindless fun. Yeah, but what I re- like, what I value now, is. I value not having a fun day. Mm-hmm. I value having a hard working day. And then in the end of 10 of those or in the end of a semester of those days. Whatever your span is. Yeah. I look back and I go, oh my gosh, I just cranked that out. I, I feel way better about myself and way better about the path I'm going on. Absolutely. No, and I, I, I totally resonate with that statement because it is fun having fun. Yes. But that fun isn't going to ever outweigh that guilt of, man, I really could have done something, but Mm -hmm. instead I wanted to have fun. Like how fun is that? Yeah. It was fun. It's not going to be very fun when you're nine to five cubicle. Yeah. And when you could have really just stepped it up. Yeah. It's not going to be fun when you're sitting and you're just like the rest of them. Yep. And it sucks to say like the rest of them, but there is a big culture of no, just it. It is the rest of them. Yeah, being okay and being mediocre and really finding those ones who want to climb the ladder. And it, it can be whatever it is. It could be being a professional badminton player. It could be to being yeah. the best in your studies. It could be the, the baseball player. What it is is irrelevant, but whatever you choose, it. that's my favorite thing about my dad, truth be told, is that's how he was. He was like, it does not matter what you do, but whatever you do, it is balls to the walls. Yeah. You are a madman, and you go and go again and again. He's like, if you're relentless in whatever you do, you won't lose. Yeah. It's impossible to lose. It's. I just got chills up my spine because it is. It is. It's impossible to lose. I mean, even if it doesn't work out, you realize everything you gained along the way. And then also being in that, um, you... Also, what am I looking for? I'm, I was going to finish that. You also, you gain a whole bunch of like trust and belief in yourself that you've done it. And then as well with that, oh, I lost that train of thought. Gosh, damn it. You good. You got it. I know. I, I don't know where it went. It freaking left me. Um, but I'm going to work hard and I'm going to grind. I'm going to find it now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's all it is. No, it's, uh, cause we were, remind me, we were, it's going to be fun. And then you don't end up like it. No. Yeah. We were, it was kind of the, what do you want your fun to be? 
you want your fun to be now in the present or you want to be retired sitting on a boat yeah. with your family with what you've made right like i in in the end honestly that if that doesn't get you going yeah you're doing something wrong i finally remember what i was going to say there it is um you only get one dude yeah. Like for all we know, we are promised this one life. Yep. Where, and it's like, okay, I know I just don't want to end up like like the average rest of them. In that which regret. there's nothing wrong. If you want to go and live in the cubicle, like, I get it. You might have other things. Like, it's easier. It is. It, you sink into a life of comfort. And it can be a lot easier for people. And it's it's a path and I, I talk like I'm on a high horse, like I've done great things. But what I'm trying to do and what I've I've struggled to kind of get vocal about it too, but I'm trying to put myself in a position where, okay, I'm not living this average life, which don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with what you want. But for me and what I want in the future for myself and how I want my life to look, I don't want it. Absolutely. Well, what... What is that life worth, truth be told? Because mm-hmm. in my eyes, that life is very depressing, very sad. And it's kind of funny. I have a workout hoodie, and I love it. It says, desperation breeds a beast. Dude, if you get comfortable, man, you're done. You're done. And it's when you're really uncomfortable that you kind of realize, like, no, I'm about it. I'm I'm here. This is what I do. Yeah. And that's where you kind of find yourself in it. It's true. And finding yourself along that process is tough. It's it's, oh, it's also that, that's the mission. It's yeah. It's what you're trying to do and find yourself, but finding yourself is I mean, it's probably the thing I've struggled with the most. But I mean in we're what, young. In what sense? What, well, do you, what do you mean finding yourself? Well, we're young, you know, because you're like I think a lot of the time, this early time in college, you're kind of asking the question, who am I? And you get Absolutely. those choices. You get that crossroad every day. All the time. And you'll be like, am I the type of guy who's going to go kick it and do this dumb decision tonight? Or am I the guy who's going to go get to bed? And it's it's tough because don't get me wrong. I want to have fun. I want to live up my life in college. And I think if you're, there's also a balance to it. If you're Absolutely. not enjoying any of it, there's no point at all. Because you do have to enjoy life. You, It's not just grind, grind, grind. It's not, dude, why are you never hanging out? It's, no, it's not that. You can go and... It's business first. Yeah. And it's just having those priorities and making sure when you do satisfy that pleasure aspect of your life, you go, okay, I've kind of earned this. I've hit A, B, C, D. And now, okay, let's relax. Let's have fun. But... It's uh, it's a lot easier said than done. Oh, no, absolutely. And that's obviously from Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Love Wyoming. Love it, dude. Just, I won't go away from that. Rip to them in the UCLA game. I know. That's tough. I, yeah, I went UNLV this weekend, and it, it was a tearjerker. See, uh, side note, we're going to talk about this. Dude, they looked, they started off the game, they looked like shit. Then they come back. UNLV? No, Wyoming. No, they, yeah, against UNLV. Yeah. Yeah. And they were down, what, 21, like, zero in the first, like, six minutes? So, funny, funny story about this game. So, me and my girlfriend, we get there, and she has her little fanny pack thing, you know? Yeah. And just a little Lululemon one, you know? Six, eight-inch bag. Classic. Yeah. And we get to the front gate, and the dude holds this little card and says, oh, your bag's too big. 
And he's like, either go to the check bag line or go put it in your car. I was like, well, we're already late to the game. I'm not going to wait in another big line. We're going to run back to the car, drop it off, get right back to this gate, go and watch the game. And we get back and first quarter's over. And one of the guys that like helps you cross the street looked at me and said, better get in there, 14 nil. And I was like, ha ha, funny, like you're a big jokester from <laughs> Vegas. She checked it on her phone and it was 14 to zero. And I was like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? And then I got in there and I know why Wyoming lost. It had nothing to do with football. Not a single thing to do with football. You know, he was stealing signs like Michigan. Well, I know. Yeah. Also, I backed John Harbour. I'm just saying oh, that. Or is it Jim? Jim. Jim Harbour. Sorry. John Harbour is the coach of the Ravens. Go, John. I stand with the Harbors, just making sure that stance is out there. Yeah, you're really hoping they hear this one, huh? Yeah, dude. Send a hoodie or something. <laughs> yeah, dude. But no, they they were playing to the level of their competition because I truly don't think UNLV was as good as the score said because Wyoming, when they played their game, it was a one-score game mm-hmm. right before half. And, dude, I mean, I love, oh, no, that, I love Peasley, but that, oh, that ball play was awful. No. Well, the hard part about this is, and I'm not going to bash him because I've sat back there in a pocket. Oh, yeah. And tried to make reads, tried to find timing. It is one of the hardest things you can yeah, do. Yeah, no, obviously. And it hurts because hindsight's 2020. Mm-hmm. After the fact, you know. And after he, I guarantee when he released that ball to the corner, he saw that tight end in the middle. Because yeah. I watched. UNLV ran the same play on goal line and scored. Because they drew the corner and the safety to the corner out. Nice, easy dumped in the middle. And Wyoming didn't play their game, and UNLV said, here we go. Doors open. Yeah. And I don't know. It kind of taught me a lot. It was weird. It's, oh, wow, you can't play someone's game. You'll lose. It's true. Every time. And that's, I mean, that can be said about life, dude. I mean, when you try to play others' games, you, you realize, oh, there's nothing here for me. You have to play your own game and beat to your own drum. But it's so hard to find your stride in that. It's the hardest because you're uncomfortable alone. You're, oh. you're in your thoughts. You're, you kind of are hard on yourself, and you never feel like you're truly doing enough. Right. You look left, and you look right. If you're content with what you're doing, what's it matter? Yeah. If that is to your standard, and everyone's is different, maybe a walk for 30 minutes is your standard. Yeah. Good for you. You know, you got to find your standard, and if you want to be crazy at what you do, you need a pretty crazy standard. Yeah, and I I think the biggest thing that's helped me kind of draw up a standard and be more rough and is surrounding myself with people who it's not tough around. When I can go... Holy crap, I just worked a 14-hour day between work and school and whatever. I've barely had time to think. And I go, that's crazy. And then you'll talk to someone and be like, holy crap, you did that all today? And then you'll talk to another guy who's also in that same boat. And they go, yeah, dude. Another day. Tuesdays are tough, huh? No, yeah. Hey, you ready to do it again tomorrow? Yeah, the perspective is absolutely surreal. It's true. And yeah, that's why you got to find that crew, that herd, that, that just puts you there. Because mm-hmm. I think that is powerful. I think so too, and it's also one of the reasons I've I've loved staying in connection with you is because I I do know how you think, and I know how you act and how you want your life to look. 
And so it's easy, it's easy for us to talk about this, but this is a conversation I can't have with all my friends. No. And it's tough. It's like, a hard and conversation. Don't get me wrong. I love those friends. Absolutely. And I will never stop loving them. But when it comes down to sitting down and having a conversation like this, not everyone can have it. Well, I, I think you just got to dif- differentiate between buddies and friends. Yeah. That's a big talk I've had with my mom before. And when I kind of broke it down, it's like, okay, what are you? Are you a friend? Like, are you truly looking out for, like, me? Like, what's going on with me? Like, are you going to help me? Yeah. Are you a buddy? Are we going to laugh? Are we going to joke? You know, BS. Go out to dinner once a month. Like, it's yeah. just, there is a difference. And there's a difference between when I know, when I start fucking off, when I start screwing around and I start struggling with this, that, or the other, and... I can, you know, like I'm getting a little distracted. There's very few people who will set me in line. Absolutely. And it's, it's no, like, it's a rarity. Yeah. And like my parents won't do it because your parents love you unconditionally. Like it, that's a hard spot for them. Yeah. And, and you shouldn't have to put them in your spot, but no, I've really valued friends who can look me in the eye and say, Dude, what are you doing? What? Like, why are you doing this, that, and the other? And it's hard. It, it is. It is hard, especially for both ends. Being that friend that has to look and be like, Hey man, yeah, you're out of line. But like, what if, are you doing? If you really truly care about them and you love them, dude, oh, it's a conversation you're you're gonna have to have sometimes, and you're gonna have to sit there and it sucks. But it's also like, is it, dude? No, it's. Well, I I always I always kind of laugh at that because I think of like a funny Instagram thing I saw with when Jose Aldo and Conor McGregor went up and like bum fist, mm-hmm. and it had the caption, "Your homie's falling off track. Either let him or fight." And they bump knuckles, yeah. and they're brawling, and it's like, dude, I'd rather brawl with my homie about it. Yeah, I'd rather fight with him, and then you're like, oh, I needed that. Yeah, because then the hindsight sets in. And it, yeah, it's true. It's even if it's just like it gets them, it gets me to second thought my decisions. Recently, it's a powerful conversation, and I I truly do value those because it goes. Even if I have been sucking, and I and I tell him, I go f off, dude. You don't know anything about me. But yeah. then later in bed, I'm laying, and I go. Well, have I? And then that's when it—that's when the powerful part of it kicks in, and that's when I go, "Oh, okay, this like I needed this, and this is really helpful to me." Absolutely. Yeah, dude. We're just a bunch of stoics in here. Well, no, we kind we kind of got on a soapbox a little bit, but it was a good one. Yeah, and I think it's, a, it's where our minds at right now. It's it, true. It's truthful. You know, it's not blowing smoke. It's yeah. We might be early on, and it might not be very impressive right now, but. We're working on something. It's true. Look at look at our resumes. You could write off both of them. Like absolutely, and yeah. it's fair. And I and I realize that. And I also or not, it could be a hell of a resume for someone else. Yeah, because yeah, I look at some of the other people and I go, okay, dude, you're, you're not doing it. No, like I am. And but it's how have you felt? This is a different kind of question. Okay. I mean, the feats you have done are they're also like they're they're good feats. Yeah. Right. Like you've good, done good things and great things, and to someone else, they can be seen as, dude, you're killing it. I mean, you're you're yeah. a college baseball player. You're getting your college degree. Like you're doing great things, and it can. I've struggled sometimes where I go, except oh, that. Oh, I'm I'm really good. I'm really good, and like my ego can get it. And I go, dude, you haven't done shit. Exactly. You have not done anything. Well, that's the separation. Because yeah. pe- people can look and be like, oh, yeah, I'm content. You know, I did it. That was good. It, it, that was 
good. That's that's past tense. Yeah. I I think that honestly is like the difference between those two types of people. And it's sad. But if it's kind of the peaked in high school. Yeah. You know, I could have. If that's where I would have shut my book, hell of a book. Yeah. Truth be told. That that's not how I want it written. That yeah. sucks, man. Peaking at 18. Like, come on. That's pretty bad. And and some people they go, Oh, that was good. That that was it. That was my life. That was and I was like, dude, you don't even I don't even know left from right in high school. No. Let me just No, you don't know. I, I have to go experience and I'm fully ready to fail a thousand times, but yeah. that one time I succeed, it makes all the difference. Absolutely. It means it's all worth it. It means everything I've done, everything I put in, I'm about it. No, yeah. When you get the payout, it's always awesome. Yeah. You always feel a little bit of, heck yeah, a little fist bump, little, you get that feeling. Yeah. I mean, I just got, like, I got some kind of good news and I was just like, oh my gosh. Like. Uh, you know, like just, it's working. Uh, you're like, it's panning out for me now. Yeah. But see, that's what's funny is it might pan out. Might be all sheer up from there. Mm-hmm. It might be start over. Yeah. It might be. But you don't know. It's true. Like, um, I can talk. I've kind of been, uh, I, I struggle to say offered. I've been kind of offered a job and my first reaction is, oh my gosh, look at, look at the salary. This job might suck. This might be the worst thing in my life. I might be stuck on a computer for eight hours a day. Yeah, I'm getting paid good, but does it end there? And then also the ability to get comfortable once that something like that happens. Once the big first paycheck comes in. you Oh, go, I think that's the killer. Oh, look at me. That's what salaries are, man. Yeah. And you go, okay, what is this actually doing? This is for me to, this is like a stop point for a lot of people. And I need to make sure that. That's not what happens. No, it's and a checkpoint. Yes. Not that, the final. That this is this is going to be great. What is this going to do? Okay, it's going to build. I'm going to have, like, just say I get paid a lot more than I'm my crappy job right now. Yeah. I love my job. Don't well, when you, but, when you fall into six figures, that's, people get comfortable. And it's that's very easy. That's a lot easy. of money. Yeah. For, for us. Oh, we, 100%. We're not, we're not used to that. And then you can, it can stop there. And for a lot of people in a lot of places- that's where it ends. And then having that conscious ability to be like, no, this is this is the stepping stone. I, I am scared of that. I'm scared of falling into a comfort absolute comfortable life. And one thing I've realized about um, going to school is that I really truly value when I am doing more. Because mm-hmm. work's not that bad. When I'm working 40 hours a week and that's all I do. Yeah. And I'm like making solid money. You know, I'll take a weekend trip to wherever and I'll have it's fun. It's okay. Yeah. And know. I'm like, oh, this is this is good. And then I start like surrounding myself. I'm in the business building and I'm talking to these guys who are like. Ballers, ballers. man. Yes. That That's the word. Just a baller. Yeah. And you go, oh my gosh, it could be. Look at what it could be. And. That's where my mind sits a lot. It's like, look at where it could be and don't forget this is where it could be. And uh, it's 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 good, dude. It's also, I want to ask your thoughts on just like, it's a, it's an uphill battle. And it never stops being an uphill battle. I, I agree to disagree on that statement. How so? So, yeah, it's an uphill battle, but it's not. 
it was uphill, it'd be easier. Because if it's just uphill, it's just hard the whole time. And I don't think that's what really, like, sets people off track. I think it's the up and down yeah. and up and down. Because when you're going up and you go down, a lot of people go down and don't get back up. Mm-hmm. But if you're just going up, like, yeah, it's hard. But it's when it's uh, really high and really low. If you can ride that wavelength, good for you. But I know I'm just trying to straight line. Yeah. I don't want any inconsistency on that. I just mean in the sense like when you, it's that uphill part, it's like, it's easy to get in the uphill. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's just a different challenge. Absolutely. I would say like keep in motivated. It's always like, it can just feel like there's always 10 things that I need to do and that I could do. And then I, why haven't I done this? Yeah, but that's a good. But that's a good, like, self-regulated timer. Yeah. Because it's the people that are like, man, I don't do enough. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, what am I doing? Like, I got to figure it out. That person's going to be successful. It's the person that's like, oh, well, I went to class. Yeah. Look at me. Went to work. Look at all I did today. Paid my rent. I'm good. Yeah. I have enough money to, oh, I'm going to have a a weekend trip to Vegas. And I'm going to, I get to spend all this money. I go, dude, you haven't done shit. No. And that's the scary thing, too. It's terrifying. It's, and it's also tough, like, being a friend of some of those people. It's like, because, don't get me wrong, and I, I don't want to discourage anyone for what they do. Your life is difficult. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, everyone's Whatever got their you own do, BS. Yeah, and it's it's tough, and I'm still, like, proud of you. But I I want everyone to know, like, we can do more. We can always oh, yeah. do more. Look at the people. Look at the top dogs. They've done it, well, and <laughs> they put their pants on the same damn way that, that I put yep, my pants that's on. That's a great quote. And for me to look at them and say, oh, they're special. No, they're not special. They no. learned. They learned how to go through the things. They learned. Well, it's not even that. It's like advanced people or people very far along in what they do. It's They don't really do anything different they're just consistent man yeah. they it's the same day every day and that kind of takes me back to the wyoming thought that i was on is wyoming fan to a Bengals fan so you probably know where this one's going <laughs> zach freaking wilson man dude's a dog like dude is a dog the dude just oh I, I don't know. It's just oh Logan Wilson. Sorry, not Zach Wilson. Yeah. That's that's my bad. If you're listening to this, I apologize. He's a defensive lineman, yeah. No, he's a linebacker. Linebacker. So bad. he's the nitty gritty and he's homegrown. He's from Casper. I watched my brother play him. A little comical. Yeah. Sorry, Griffin. <laughs> but I I started hearing more about him kind of when he started to blow up. When his draft stock went up, when he was starting, when he wasn't Small town USA anymore. When he truly was prime time NFL <laughs> player, and I'm, I kind of sat there and like thought about it. I was like, dude, he did what I did. Like, how do you do that? You know. And so I kind of got into my thoughts about it. And then I heard one of his coaches got interviewed. I don't know if his head coach or defensive right. coordinator, one of his high end coaches. And they said, man, he doesn't do a single thing special, but he does everything well, everything well. And kind of what he meant by that is when his alarm on his phone goes off at 8 o'clock, he says, see you guys, I got to prepare. I got to get ready for tomorrow. 
He's setting out his clothes. He's going to bed by 9, 9.30. He's never missing weights. He's up before 5. He's ready to go. He's already had his first meal. It's not something you can't do. Yeah. He just does it every day, and he does it well. And those days add up, man. And now look at him. He's starting middle linebacker. He's a captain on an NFL team. And, and the quote that I kind of draw from that is, people overestimate what they can do in one day and underestimate what they can do in a month, a year, however well, yeah, long. Yeah, it, it, it can't eat an elephant one bite. Yeah. And it's the stupid, you know, corny quotes you hear growing yeah, up, yeah. and you never listen. Yeah. You it's never like, listen. Oh, that's a good quote. And, yeah, it doesn't set with you. You don't, like, resonate with it. But when it does? Yeah. You go, oh... Cause I've kind of started to, my sleep schedule is bad. That is something I have to fix. I would, I'm in that boat. But I will say I have been doing a better job at the recovery aspect of athletics. I do get done with my day. I go see the trainer. I'm getting the cupping stem. I'm doing the things I need to do. And then I have to push myself after that. Cause it's easy to go in the training room and have them work on you. Yeah. You know, it's kind of glamorous, you know, your MVP, VIP, like mm-hmm. special treatment, and I got real comfortable with that, and I was like, no, dude, I need to I need to kind of find that grind time again. So what I've been doing is right out of the trainers, I go sit in the ice bath. From the ice bath, I force myself to do something else uncomfortable, so I go to the sauna. And I won't lie, dude, there's been times where that change has made me puke, made me sweat. It happened to make my eyes look the way they do. <laughs> they look beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> but that crazy hat is what you need, man. Mm-hmm. You got to be a wild man, just in every aspect, and it has benefited me. It's true. Because you look at a math exam, and shit, I just sat in an ice bath for 20 minutes, freezing, hurting. Is it that hard to sit through a math lecture? Here's a question is for us, I would say athletics is, I don't want to say easy, but like it makes sense and it's easier to kind of accomplish. Because we know what to do. You know, if you do X, Y, Z, you'll get A, B, C. Absolutely. But intellectually, it can be a lot more difficult because it's it's not just you put in the time and you put in the work and things come out. You have to be like, there's a lot of other battles. Have you struggled with that? Um. Yeah. Kind of finding like that balance we talked about earlier. But no, man, I just... I got to go back to the same thing. It's hard because I know what I need to do. Right. Each and every, I know, you know, people say, oh, I don't know. I don't know. No, that that's, that's a damn lie. You know, you know what you need to do. Subconsciously too. Like you, yeah. You know. And you make I, those decisions. You'll go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And I know I wake up to my alarm. I kill it and wait. I go eat breakfast. I don't go back, take a nap. I make myself be tired, go to breakfast, go back, shower, get to class on time. You when you force yourself to be uncomfortable, then at the end of your day, you're like, dude, I did it. Mm-hmm. I'm good. It's like sleeping through a workout, dude. Yeah. When you do it, it's the worst feeling. Oh, in the it, world. it doesn't matter. You know, it's okay. I can go lift later. No, man. Now your day is pushed back. Whatever at the end of the day you were supposed to accomplish, it's not going to happen. That, and, and that's your choice. And I've, uh, I had to take off work the other day because I was sick. And like, yeah, I can validate that excuse. Yeah. But, dude, at the end of the day, I still feel like, oh, it eats I, at you, man. I should have. Why didn't I do that? How do you go about, say you do have a bad day, mm-hmm. and how are you on yourself? Are you super hard on yourself, or do you 
Cause like, I, I think in what sense of having a bad day? So maybe you do sleep through weights and you're not feeling the best. Oh, I get mad. See, do you think that can be a little unbalanced and you shouldn't be as hard on yourself sometimes? I think balance is bullshit. You think if yeah. you are my honest opinion, being strategically I think, unbalanced, I agree with that. I think being balanced takes away from like, no, dude, you need to be, aka Jason, you need to be balls to the walls, because it's kind of, I have this same motivational thing I listen to every time I ice bath, and I'm not sure exactly what it is. Big weightlifter guy, mm-hmm. anyways, and. It's super fascinating. He just talks about it. He just always references, be wild, man. Be wild, man. Be in it. Be where your feet are. And if you truly were where your feet are, you wouldn't get mad at yourself because you're there. It's when you're not there when I get mad. I would rather be in the weight room, fail a lift, you know, cramp, pull a muscle. Like all the BS that you don't want to come from it is better than having nothing and being totally content and fine. Yeah. And you make a great point. Do you, I guess the question is, do you think it's, it can be unhealthy to be super hard on yourself? And there's a fine line, right? Because if you get lenient and you get comfortable, like that's all, that's not what you want. But do you have this, this kind of like, because it's very easy for us to be like, we need to do A, B, C, D. And if we don't do A, B, C, D, we're going to get upset. Like, mm-hmm. is do you feel like... Like your check marks. You got to check every box. Yeah. And it, say you don't get one checked. Do you handle it in a super, like, aggressive way? Like, oh, what, are you, what are you doing? Because I don't think that's healthy either. You need to have self-love mm-hmm. and to be okay with yourself. But at the same time, you also have to let yourself know that, okay, hey, that's not happening again tomorrow. Like, I'm not going to do that. I, I did this and it led to this and I'm not going to do that. How do I kind of harness that? And how do you handle that when those things happen? No. And that's a hard thing. Cause everybody's just mentally at a different spot. Right. And struggling with different things and different things work for them. <coughs> Sorry, Latham. Yeah, can you not cough sick. on air? Dude? Yeah, what, I, what I apologize. Oh no, but anyways, to go back on that thought, it, for me, I like to write things down because if I can see it, it it's real. Because you can think something, but thoughts are real easy to forget. Mm-hmm. You take pen to paper and you physically write it down. The way I've been told is that's a promise. You said you were going to do something. And this, this was a really good learning lesson with me and my dad is I didn't come home on time. A lot. And it was a very reoccurring thing. They'd set a curfew and I said... Uh, that sucks. Really? 11? I'll move it back. Yeah. What's 1130? What's it matter? Oh, it, it matters a lot. Because if you're not a man, you're a word. What the hell are you worth? You have no, you have no backbone. No one can trust you. No one can rely on you. And my dad, he lit me up. He said, if you're a man without word, you're nothing. And 14 year old Jagger did not want to hear that. And it hurt. It does. Bad. Um, the movie I watched the other day, it was where the wet red fern grows. Oh, no. And he, I, nope, nope, can't do it. He that, goes nope. out and he's with the two dogs. Nope. And I'm the raccoon cry. gets caught up in the tree and he goes, um, and he starts chopping down the tree. 
And they're, the parents come out and they go, what are you doing? You can't chop down the tree. And he goes, I promised these dogs that I was going to get it. And then the dad goes, well, I think if a man can't have a word, can't keep his word, what good is he? Uh, and that's damning, man. They hand him like uh, gloves and he keeps chopping down the tree. And I love it. That great book, by the way. Yes. Miss Clooney's class, fifth grade. Hey, yes, yo, I cried. Out. Big old baby. Dogs have a <laughs> Dude, soft uh, spot. But kind of going back on when I'd write things down and I wouldn't accomplish them, I think that mentally destroyed me more than going 0 for 4 batting or failing a test or losing a relationship or anything. Me lying to myself hurt a hundred times more than a hurtful comment or any outlier. And I think that's the mark of truly what... That's discipline. Yeah, and it, it's a mark of truly where, like, it, it shows where you want to go and where you want to be because you do realize, you go, oh, if I if I can't do these things, if I can't do what I say I'm going to mm-hmm. do, what good am I? Well, no, I love it. So oh, I wish I knew, I'm, I'm sorry, I wish I had the names of these yeah. people I hear these things because I'm a big listener. Yeah. Podcasts, motivation, like... And I know you don't need outside sources all the time, but I do. Yeah. I like it. And I, because I like well, someone in my ear. Just to pause that for a second, I think when we can't necessarily find the friends that are mm-hmm. going to be like those outside sources, finding it externally through like Jocko's podcast, oh, through phenomenal. Modern Wisdom, yep. like things like that, where you kind of get to hear some people who live the way you do and do the things you want to do. It, it really helps benefit you, and it's like, it's our community that we surround ourselves with. Yeah, you feel like you're part up. of it. Right. Oh, it's like the Joe Rogan thing he said. Not trying to be canny here on a podcast yeah. saying Joe Rogan, but when he sits there and he's thinking of the Jocko thing, and he just has that one line, and it's just good. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're my tired? gosh, man. You're tired? You don't want to do good. it? You're, you've oh, done everything else? Oh, going, man. Well, and like... I love it because one of the, this football coach, I think he's Georgia Tech's either strength and conditioning coach or football coach, something. And man, when I look at him, I just see Jason Mitchell. And I know I talk about Jason a lot, but the ties that dude has on what I am and do, it, it's uncanny. Same height, same weight. Like, it is truly clone material. Yeah. And his whole thing, the coach at Georgia Tech anyways, so he goes, how are you going to look at your son when you quit? When you've done those things, I was like, damn, my dad's awesome. My dad didn't let me see that side. Yeah. I didn't think my dad was a quitter. I didn't think any of that because you look and you're like, wow, he's a wild man. He's a madman. Mm-hmm. And then as kind of me growing up and maturing and not being quite so me, 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 you realize later down the line, you know, you do have a little one that looks like you or anything of that sense. Dude, I wouldn't be able to live with myself knowing yeah, the thing I quit. That did. I didn't do that. You know, that's that's the haunt. That's what haunts right there. It's true. Um, well said. And I I kind of want to pivot this right before we end. You do all these hard things, and you're super hard on yourself. Now I want to find where you think your balance is into also enjoying life and like enjoying the things you do, and kind of feeling that because in a lot of ways like it's easy to be hey we gotta go 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 but at the same time we only get one life Mm -hmm. we have to enjoy this 
No, and absolutely. It's it's not always going to be hard. It, you need to see the fun in it, and you have to enjoy it. How do you find that line, and how do you balance with both of those? No, that's that's a good question. That's a deep question, because I could give you, you know, kind of just that basic answer, like when the job's done, mm-hmm. then I can have fun. That's not true. Yeah, the job's never truly done, and the less fun I have, the more fun it is, and that's a really weird way to word it. But when it's fun in the moment, it's not going to be fun later. I want my fun later to be beneficial, to not be wake up, okay, now what? No, I'm I'm in the fun because it sucked, because I struggled. And honestly, the more I struggle, the more fun I have. And that's such a weird, like, complex because when you're running sprints at basketball practice because someone can't make free throws, you're mad. It sucks. You want to be doing anything else but that. But man, when you get done and you roam those halls, you just look left and right and you're like, dude, you're not, you, you don't work harder than me. See, and I would say that part of it is That's like fun. you hit the valley and the valley sucks. Like they do miss all the free throws and you're running. And you it's miserable. Gosh. But then two weeks later when they hit those free throws and That's the process. you know they've put in the work, you know you've put in the work. That's fun. That's fun watching everyone be built up and hitting it like that. No, absolutely. And. Like, my ideal day for what I would want or think fulfills me, I think most people would look and say, dude, what what the hell are you doing? That's crazy. Like, that's not fun. But for me, making sure I crush weights for everything good and holy, dude, I play a little kid's game. And I'm getting money to do it. And if that's not a blessing, then show me what it, like, you know? Yeah. So I... I do think you need the craziness because then when you're in the good, you're like, I deserve this. I made the good happen from the bad. And I, I think the fun people have is very superficial and very unfulfilling. I want my fun to be, Hey Latham ring, ring. We're going to Mexico. I got it. Yeah. Hang up. That's all that needed to be said. And I can't wait for that. To See, and that's what I'm, that's what it's about yeah. is that. And I guess just using like a, let's talk about this experience. I mean, you're, you're coming down to St. George. Mm-hmm. You're, I mean, first weekend you've had off in a while. Yeah, all year. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And you're going to enjoy this trip. You're not, you know, it's kind of like kinda a daunting, setback. It's kind of daunting, to be honest with you. Do you, you have to enjoy these trips a yeah. little bit though. And you have to find the pleasure in that. How are you handling that and how are you doing it? Not well, honestly. I'm not very good at telling myself like, oh, it's okay. You're good. Go get a coffee and do nothing. Because it really is weird and it's a harsh reality. Someone out there is taking your spot. And you're not working, they are. And I just can't, where I'm at right now, because it's kind of last chance you. I'm in a position where I could go for broke, and it is D1. It is signing a pro contract. Or it's, okay, he ended in Juco. He failed. And it is also, I think you do have to look. It's a different kind it of is. failure. Because, I mean, that, you, my, that's, you that's my type of failure. Right. And But you also learn. And I think you, do. you also have to sit in a fact of, okay, like my freshman year, like your freshman year, mm-hmm. we failed. Absolutely. But I mean we learn. And as no, long you as learn you're learning from the failures, yeah. It's not a loss. Yeah. Yes. And 
I'll go back to that one quote. You only fail when you stop trying. Absolutely. You only fail when you give up. Well, that's what I love about the game I play is you lose every game. Because all those little battles within baseball, trying to hit this stupid thing with seams on it, for some reason, why I picked it beyond me, yep. it's tough, man. You know. You played a little ball. It's it's weird. It you can do everything right and lose. But, man, does that not teach you everything it needs to? To stay true to who you are, you still got to go to batting practice. You still got to work on it. Because then you do good and you feel it, man. You hit a home run. You hit that double in the gap to score them. Yep. It's the, it's the, that's fun. That's what's fun to me is the fail, 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 fail. Success. Got one. Got yep. one. And that's all baseball is is got it. Got one. And then I'm really learning or trying to learn how to stack my wins. Because I think once you mm-hmm. get one win under your belt, you're stronger. Oh, it's an avalanche. You know what win. it's like. You know that feeling. Okay, let's go get two. And Man, then you dude, just stack wins every day. I feel like my Instagram feed right now because I just keep throwing out the things I'm seeing, but it's beneficial. It is. And it's like the true goal is not screaming affirmations in the mirror. I know you've heard this one. This yeah, one. I have a stack of Steve. undeniable proof that shows you are exactly who you say you are. That's damning. Can you imagine sitting there looking at the mirror and just be like, I did everything I said I was going to do. And then someone's like, says something, hurtful comment, uh, irrelevant. Mm-hmm. They didn't do that. Doesn't matter. They don't know what I did, went through. Yeah. And I, and it is, it is corny hearing all that stuff. And I don't think most people bring it to life. But man, you hold that one true. It yeah. leaps and bounds over your competition. And, I think this whole podcast you could say is corny, but I mean, I love it because it's corny if you make it. Yeah. It, it's, it's what we perceive and it's kind of where we want to go. Uh, and why wouldn't you? And just like how we want to perceive through our life. And dude, I know this won't resonate with everyone. No, it's not supposed to. It, it, it isn't supposed to because I hate to be that guy. It's a little bit of a lonely Island. Yeah. And this is our best look. And I, Personally, I love where we're going. I'm I'm super excited for the future. I want to see yeah. where you are in five years. No, I want to see where I am in five years. And I'm that's so such excited. a crazy thing to think about it because is. I look out of high school. You know, it's been three years. Yeah, it went fast. Everyone says it goes fast, and when you don't grasp it, that's where life gets you. It mm-hmm. throws you in a blender. You look up, and you're like, "Where am I?" That's exactly what I don't happened. want that freshman year. That's exactly what happened. I go because I wasn't like a stellar. I was an average student yeah. in high school. Well, school wasn't your yeah your grind. And I was an average athlete. Like I wasn't hitting any newspaper articles. You weren't hearing about me. And then I hit college, and I still I sunk into that average. And now I'm trying, trying to find to, that identity. Now I'm trying to claw and fight my way up, and we'll do it, dude. One day at a time. Yeah, it's game of inches. It is. I know it's it's awesome, man. Yeah. Even like thinking about it from. Having this conversation up on the hill in the boonies, yep. doing nothing. Now it's in a booth. 4 a.m. with when a you're microphone. dodging your uh, curfew when we're just sitting there talking. Yep. And that was your freshman year. Yeah. And I remember that. And you were going through some battles of your own. I and, was. And I was, and we were just sitting there. We're just talking. We're bouncing back and forth. And I, we got to that cul de sac. I remember this pretty vividly. We got there at like 1 30. <laughs> you didn't leave my car till about 4 30. No, it, that was. Yeah, but it was supposed to happen that it way. It was supposed to happen that way. Because I got caught that night. 
Mindy was making some early coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Classic. she. Well, I and I and I did. I went out there and I was like, I could, you know, try and make up some story to cover my butt. And I was like, that ain't it. It's. Yeah. I needed that. I needed to be there, and I told her that straight up. I said, Mom, I needed that. I'm sorry. You don't realize what that did to help. Yeah. And and she understood. Like that. Just got it. And they do sometimes. And like, yeah, that's the thing, dude. Oh, she's such a great mom for that. Yeah. Because she knows. There's a difference between, yeah, J- Jagger needs an ass chewing. And no, he did it. He figured it out. Yeah. And he is. And dude, that's hard. And that's honestly like this conversation too is this is just us trying to figure it out. Oh, yeah, man. Day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year. Yeah. We're just trying to figure it out. And we know where we want to go. And we know the general direction. And yeah, kind of. And we're our best guess. Yeah. We're flying on that path or trying to. Jagger, dude. That was fun. That was yeah, a fun man. conversation. Yeah, that was a good one. Anytime you are ever back, dude, let's rip it again. Whenever. Please. However. Yeah. Dude, from eating Pop-Tarts in my living room to playing Madden all night to in the studio in St. George, Utah. Yeah, it's an upgrade. I'm excited it's for where you're one, going, baby. dude. I love you. Thank you for everything. Love you too, big dog. This was an awesome podcast. Thanks, Absolutely. Guys.